Montgomery, Jobot from Preston Center. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update, 20th of July, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. We will start with some international news. On Friday, the 14th, the 58th round of the Geneva International Negotiations failed. These negotiations are a platform that facilitate talks between the Georgian government and the authorities of the Russian-occupied regions of Abkhazia and Tsinvali, South Ossetia. Recall that separatists expelled people from the occupied territories with the help of Russian troops. Parties were unsuccessful in returning internally displaced people to Georgia to the occupied territories in Abkhazia and Tsinvali region. Foreign Ministry placed the blame on the destructive stance of Moscow, Sukhumi, and the Tsinvali representatives since they immediately politicized the topic, derailing the negotiations and annoying the hell out of everyone, and then they walked out. Looks like no matter how much Georgia tries to appease Moscow with its recent visa-free regime and flights, the Kremlin doesn't care about what Georgia wants. Moving on to Georgia-Armenia relations, on Thursday the 13th, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs had some exciting news. Agreement on bilateral visa-free movement of citizens between the Republic of Georgia and the Republic of Armenia has officially come into force. Prime Minister Irakli Karabashvili and Prime Minister of Armenia Nikol Pashinyan signed this agreement in January 2023. Now, citizens of both countries can freely travel between Georgia and Armenia and vice versa. They will be able to pass through authorized border crossing points designated for international travel using just their biometric identity cards. Some good news on Georgia-Uzbekistan relations. On Monday the 17th, Abdullah Adipov, Prime Minister of Uzbekistan, visited Tbilisi. They discussed Georgia's transit potential during their meeting, focusing on the pivotal Middle Corridor, Trans-Caspian International Transport Route, which starts from Southeast Asia and China, runs through Kazakhstan, the Caspian Sea, Azerbaijan, Georgia, and into Europe. Moving on to Misha stuff, on Friday the 14th, a special penitentiary service released a video showing a part of the visit of Polish doctors to Misha at Viva Med Clinic in Tbilisi. The video showed one of the Polish doctors clandestinely trying to sneak out some of Misha's nails and hair wrapped in paper by hiding them in his shoe. The penitentiary service caught him on the spot, and Rati Bregadze, justice minister, asked the Polish government for an explanation. Explanation's pretty obvious. The foreign ministry summoned Mariusz Petrzyk, the Polish ambassador to Georgia. The ambassador said he didn't know why the Polish doctor did that. Georgia Dream or Otsneba members requested an explanation from the United National Movement or Natsebi and said that the incident was shameful, hilariously. Georgi Baramidze, member of the political council of the Natsebi, said that the doctor had not broken any law. He also said it was strange that the minister of justice turned this situation into a scandal. Obviously, the doctor had some concerns and would have liked to have made some tests outside of Georgia, but was not allowed to. Wonder why Otsneb is so nervous about that. More on Misha. On Friday the 14th, 44 members of the European Parliament addressed a letter to President Zudabashvili, Prime Minister Khadabashvili, and Shalvapapuashvili, parliamentary speaker. The MEPs urged them to transfer Misha to one of the European Union member states for medical treatment. In the letter, MEPs expressed concern after witnessing Saakashvili's health condition during an online court hearing. They underlined the gravity of his condition, emphasizing the potentially dire consequences and the alarming risk of losing a human life. However, in its comments to the media, Otsneba said that they wouldn't send Misha abroad for treatment. Gharabashvili, as always, said that the European Court of Human Rights confirmed that the government has been treating Saakashvili under European standards. Uh-huh. Now, Let's move on to some regional stuff. On Tuesday, the 18th, the National Environment Agency of the Ministry of Environmental Protection and Agriculture announced the findings of the studies conducted on Black Sea water samples 
taken at the beginning of July. The agency stated that the biometric elements, hard metals, and oil concentrations are within the agency's established norms. The agency measures 59 chemical parameters of the Black Sea water once every 10 days at 12 different locations on the Georgian coast. In July, the agency added three new stations to the nine existing ones at Anaklia Ganmukhuri territory. This is good news for everyone who wants to enjoy Georgia's sea resorts this summer, as the recent Nova Kachovka dam destruction in Ukraine caused some concerns about the water quality in the Black Sea. Abkhazia, on Tuesday the 18th, Raul Khajimba, former leader of Abkhazia, issued a firm opposition to the proposed apartment law. The draft of the law, which the incumbent government of Abkhazia is pushing, will allow foreigners to circumvent the ban on purchasing 30,000 apartments on the territory of Abkhazia. The Abkhazians fear Russian citizens buying real estate in Abkhazia, which they will definitely do, leaving ethnic Abkhazians in the minority, which they already are. Got some updates on violence in Sagarejo. On Friday the 14th, a special investigation service reported the arrest of a suspect in Sagarejo for assaulting journalists while they were doing their job. According to the investigation service, the suspect assaulted Sulkhan Chkadua, an operator on Formala TV, journalist Natia Sitalauri from Rustaviori and Ia Guliashvili from Mtfariarki while they were covering a story. Otsneba supporters also attacked them and insulted Levan Khabeshvili and threw rocks at him. Some news from Kutaisi International University. On Friday the 14th, Kutaisi International University announced the opening of the School of Innovation and Startup Acceleration in cooperation with the Georgian Innovation and Technology Agency. This year, more than 60 successful students will participate in the project. Students with project organizers and mentors will work during the summer and will pitch their final startups to arbiters. The Summer School of Innovation and Startup Acceleration started at the Kutaisi International University in 2021. Over the last two years, about 150 young people took part in the summer school. Some good news of the tourism sector in Georgia on Monday the 17th. The National Tourism Administration reported that Georgia welcomed 3 million international travelers in the first half of the year. This number indicates a 74% recovery from pre-pandemic data and a 76% growth from last year. The second quarter saw almost 2 million international travelers, a 74% recovery from pre-pandemic data, and a 57% increase from 2022. With regard to international tourist visas, the country received over 2 million visits from the first and second quarter of 2023, a 91% recovery from 2019 and 60% increase from 2022. Fantastic. However, the announcement did not disaggregate national data, so we don't know how many of those were Russians as opposed to others coming from other countries pre-pandemic. Moving on to financial news, on Friday the 14th, the IMF delayed the approval of Georgia's standby agreement a 289 million U.S. dollar loan due to a disagreement over the National Bank of Georgia's management structure changes that we have chronicled. In June, Parliament overrode President Zurbashvili's veto. It adopted the original draft, which introduced the post of a first vice president on the board of directors of the National Bank. We covered this heavily, and all of this is essentially a method for the uh, executive to take over the National Bank governance, which has always ended badly in every country it's ever happened. The IMF and the opposition criticized the decision because another executive position controlled by Otsneba would undermine the board's independence, meaning end it. Recall that in December last year, the IMF approved the first tranche of 40 million U.S. dollars, and negotiations for the second tranche are ongoing. Speaking of the National Bank, on Tuesday the 18th, the bank reported that Georgia received 930 million lati, which is about 355 million U.S. dollars, in remittances from abroad during June. That's a 17% 
decrease year on year. Russia is the largest sender with 130 million U.S. dollars, followed by Italy with 43 million U.S. dollars and the U.S. with 39 million U.S. dollars. Georgia, however, transferred 76 million lati or 30 million U.S. dollars abroad in the same month. We'll end this week's show with a Georgian passport rating on Wednesday the 19th. The authoritative world passport rating called the Henley Passport Index reported that in 2023, the Georgian passport is ranked 48th among 200 passports worldwide. The index is based on data from International Air Transport Association and ranks passports based on how many countries their holders can enter without a visa. In the first quarter of this year, Georgia was in 50th place with 116 designations. In the second quarter, the number of destinations increased by one to 117. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can always help us out financially by using the link in the show notes. Can't do that, but still want to help us out? Tell your friends about us and hit the subscribe button in whichever platform you use. Nachwandis. Nachwandis.